This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. You're listening to TGI Sports Talk with your host, Keith Angle, on Northeast Streaming Sports. Keith Engel for TGI Sports Talks. Are you serious? Right here on Northeast Streaming Sports Network. We're live this morning on Facebook. We're live on Twitter. We're live on YouTube. We're live on God knows where. We'll be on Roku later on today at noon. So we welcome all of you. And uh, thank you for your continued participation in our show. I'll be joined in a second by my co-host, the mad New Yorker, Carlos Chavez. Glad to be back in the studio after... <laughs> a beautiful uh, eight or nine days in the Caribbean, and now it's a foot and a half of snow coming here. So I'm so happy to be back and uh, watching this out the window. Anyway, hope you guys have all had a great week. Tried to do some stuff from the show. Hopefully it came across okay. I know some did, some didn't. I got a little gripe with Carnival this time with my Wi-Fi access, which they have promised to make right. Quick good mornings before I bring Carlos into Dave Gayek. Good morning, and Rick Sherlock. How are you today? We'll bring in Mr. Carlos Chavez, the Mad New Yorker, right now. Hello, Carlos. How are you? Morning, everybody. How you doing? Good morning, Keith. Goodness. Glad to see you back. Feel like I haven't seen you in a month. <laughs> how you been? Not too bad. Not too bad. Saw some shots of you uh, in, uh, on the streets uh, and the sights in New York City with your with your uh, was it your daughter. My son, yeah. My oh gosh, sorry. I knew this. I knew it was a child. No, sorry. I have two. I have a daughter as well. So. That looks like you guys were having fun the other day, so that's good. Enjoying some warm weather before this. Uh, are you getting the snow down south there or not? Yeah, we got a few uh, flurries here and there. wasn't too bad. Got a lot of rain right now. So yeah, we got about eight inches here right now, and it is coming down really hard. So we're probably going to get over a foot today for sure. So anyway. Who wants to talk about the weather? Well, we got so much sports to talk about. A lot of sports, man. A lot of sports. Talk so long. Well, somebody else is in here. Good morning, Alan. Good to see you this morning. Rick warned us last night that he'd be here live today. He's got a snow day, apparently. <laughs> um, but welcome all of you to the show, as always. So let's jump into a college. Let's talk a little uh, college or kind of college. We'll talk a little NFL football uh, to get started. We haven't had a chance to talk about the the Super Bowl uh we can chat about that a little bit uh there's some topics with uh Aaron Rodgers we can chat about anything else you got in your mind I got an interesting uh I think it's an interesting story about McVay and some of the stuff going on with the TV contract all right uh, as well so lots to dive in there too and we want to talk a little Major League Baseball we're going to try to do some NCAA basketball we'll try to do Knicks and Nets but it's a lot so we'll see what we get to Let's start out with the NFL. Let's and and real quickly, let's kind of go back and recap the Super Bowl since it seems like it was a month ago now. I enjoyed the game. Um, I just saw it five times, man. I was trying to figure it out. Like five times, yeah, because it, it wasn't a um, it wasn't one team overpowering another. You know, it was they were evenly matched. Actually, for the first time, you got a pretty decent Super Bowl where the teams were evenly matched, um, player to player. You know what I'm saying? Um, so. 
I, I, it looks like just the Bengals just gave it away with those four punts. They didn't, you know, they didn't make those first downs, and that was pretty much what stopped them. So yeah, you know, a lot of people have got have, have uh, you know been up in arms about the 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 officiating, and the officiating wasn't great, you know. But you know, to me, I've always I always say this: you can't let officials beat you. Don't put yourself right. in a position to get beat by officials. Do I exactly. think officials were giving back a call at the end of the game, mm-hmm. a holding call which was ticky tack on Cooper Cup? No. But don't put yourself in that position to get beat, Bengals fans. I mean, that's all I can tell you. You got you got one, and they took one. So, yeah, I mean, like um, at that that one head to head hit, Cup should have been out of the game, um, and should have gone through perfect, like the protocol. But other, I mean, other than those things, uh, you know, the Bengals just didn't. They ran the ball pretty well. They just didn't yeah. spread the ball out. Um, a lot of guys missed catches, so. I found it interesting that uh, in a couple of crucial running situations that Zach Taylor did not call Joe Mixon's number. He had Patina in there, which I could not understand yeah. uh, for the life of me. So that's yeah, I mean they had they had him going, they had him going, and 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 the defense was over um, over pursuing right because they yeah. they knew that that O line was was not strong. So you know, they just missed their opportunities to run the ball and get those first downs. Um, that's why running game's important, you know, and, uh, you know, they just, um, McVay got lucky with, uh, OBJ making those big runs toward in the beginning of the game before he got hurt. And then Stafford pretty much said, you know, if I'm going to win the game, it's going to be with Cooper cup. And, you know, he went for it. So. Say good morning to Anthony price this morning. He's uh, <laughs> talking about how they targeted Eli Apple, which they did. I mean, is he the person to blame entirely? No. Mm, I mean, he's, he's one know. of the, he was one of the older guys on the defense, so yeah. I would have targeted him too. You know, um, well, he's had but, a very up and down career as it is. I mean, he played well during the playoffs uh, for the Bengals. Uh, he's a he's a playoff. He's he played for the Giants, so you know he you know he he has a lot of experience. But it's not just Eli. It wasn't just Eli Apple. I mean, if you if you watch the game uh, and just, just look at all the small things. LA was over pursuing Burrow. The O line couldn't hold up. Um, the running game was working. It, they didn't go with it when they had to, like we said. And and some there was a couple drops, crucial drops, and 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 then uh, overthrows by Burrow. And and again, four punts. You know, they punted yeah. the punted the ball away four times. And um and LA out of one of them um ended up scoring. So it's like, you know, it it was just one of those. Things were the small little things started to add up, and Cincinnati had more bad than good. And it was, as you said at the top, it was a I felt very evenly matched uh, matchup of teams, and 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 at a break at the end. And Rick brings up a very good point. When Aaron Donald woke up with that little sideline scrum, his entire game changed, and so did the Rams' defense. And it yeah. didn't, that you could look at that as a turning point for the Rams in that game. Because uh, well, I mean, Von Miller was going off before Donald was going off, and. No. Um, there right. was a couple of times that they were offsides as well. I was watching that, and um, you know, a couple of those guys were offsides, but they didn't call anything, and you know, they weren't lined up fair. But I mean, th- those things happen, and they get overlooked sometimes. And if you're sitting there and breaking down the game after the game, you're gonna catch a lot of stuff. But the game is played, and you know, you got to go with what's going on on the field. You know, yeah. Key the key things that the, the t- 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 Excuse me. Key takeaways I had were or what I already talked about with the with those short uh, running pay, uh, play calls by uh, Zach Taylor, Donald waking up and waking up. I think if I remember right, 
I'm trying to get my timeline right in my head. It was very shortly after uh, uh, Bengals had scored that second half touchdown Mm -hmm. and they came out and got the ball right back on a turnover and did not, if they converted a touchdown there, we might've seen a totally different game, but they didn't. Aaron Donald helped turn them around. And uh, now a fun game. I see both of these teams coming back to the playoffs. If they do the right, if they make the right moves, they have a enough youth, enough experience. Uh, both of them been to the Super Bowl, so we'll, let's see. If, let's see if Cincinnati can get in that division, um, and win it, and get back into in, into the competition of the Super Bowl, the playoffs. And then the same thing with uh, LA. Is McVay going to stay? Is he going to go? If, even if he does, they have enough guys in that squad to to make something happen. So. I think I think it'll be very interesting to see what Sean McVay does because everything I'm reading is that that Amazon is going to throw a bunch of money at him to team him without Michaels. Uh, 15, 15 to 25 million, depending on years, right? Yeah. How many years he's going to bar- be a broadcaster. So. And he's not making that on the sideline and he's won a Super Bowl and he's coaching in a place where, you know, if he doesn't win, nobody will be happy as we know with Mark Mancini and whatnot. Yeah. So. Well, uh, McVay's got a lot of energy and he's, he's got a face for TV. Um, so um, his voice is kind of raspy, but you get over that. Like everybody's, everybody has a distinct voice. So he's got a girlfriend for TV too. So yeah, that helps. <laughs> Let's see what we got here. A couple other questions. Uh, uh, do we see Joe Burrow being the next Andrew Luck if he doesn't get help? If he doesn't get help, yes. But I totally would see the Bengals going all in on that offensive line in the draft next year in free agency. Yeah. Remember on the show before the Super Bowl, I mentioned to you that Price was uh, one of the guys I'll be looking at. Yeah, I, I just don't like his stance, man. I don't know if he's like I said. I don't know if he's hurt. Um, you know, he's he did it. He did a decent job all season, and he's. But he, I don't. I don't see him as a like a number one O line. You know. Yeah, I, I, they're they're number. They've got weapons everywhere. So to me, yeah. they've got to focus on that offensive line in for sure in the draft yeah. for sure. As Rick is kind of pointing out here too. Um, I know I missed, uh, I want to stay on this a little bit. Yeah. There's another, as far as TV contracts go, it looks like Troy Aikman is moving to ESPN. It'll be interesting who they team him with as well, because, you know, Michaels isn't wrapped up yet. Michaels is out of, uh, Al Michaels is out of Sunday night football. Mike Trico's in Chris Collingsworth staying. So we don't know where Al Michaels goes. So we got a bunch of guys that are up in the air and, uh, Troy Aikman is looking like he's going to that Monday night package on, uh, on ESPN, so it's and be- good for him, you know. Like, um, he does a decent. He was doing a decent job for Fox. Um, so <laughs> for radio, Rick straight about that too. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I think he's talking about both of us. <laughs> well, well, either way, whatever, <laughs> wherever the shoe fits. But um, like um, he 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 was doing good for Fox, and uh, I think he was getting hold, held back a little bit, um, by not being with somebody who's played football. Because he kind of wants to throw, throw and you know throw the different game situations. Not to say that that you know the other guys don't know about football, but you know it's just the acumen that you have as a QB, you know, and someone like Troy Aikman. Um, so it what you know Al Michaels does wouldn't sound like a bad idea to be honest with you. So you know Al Michaels, it's hard for me to believe the guy's going to be eighty years old. He's like seventy eight years old, so. Not that he's you know slowed down that much, really. I mean, he looks great. And no, but I mean, Al Michaels for one, one or two, two seasons isn't a bad deal to figure wow. out who you can kind of like put in that position. You know, you know. Hey, Boomer Sison was talking about <laughs> was talking about like you know he would take less just for just to be, <laughs> you know, for the amount of money that we're throwing around. So 
I will tell our uh, our, our listeners uh, and viewers, guys, get ready in the next few years to change the way you watch the NFL because it's going to change dramatically. If you don't have that, uh, Amazon Prime, I suggest you get it because they're going to have the entire Thursday night package and they're going all in on the on the weekend games as well after this uh, deal expires. So and then uh, Apple TV still they're still fighting for that. Everybody still fighting for that f- football package. So yeah. yeah. It's not a done deal yet. Yeah, lots of lots of uh, dominoes still to fall there. Yeah. Before I move off, we were talking a little bit about the drafts, and I've talked about doing a little mock draft uh, probably on the college football uh, show on Wednesday. So I plan on having you involved if you're available. And Rick wants to know what team you would call uh, <laughs> for, for the draft. What team will you be picking for? I'll be picking for both the New York teams, and I'll be pick and I'll be uh, selling both picks. So that way we can solidify every know, ask, every hole that's missing. I don't know if we get involved in trades <laughs> in this. Both teams. <laughs> Our first round's got to go like an hour and a half. It can't go seven hours. So No, listen, uh, you know, who do you want from the Giants roster? Because I know there ain't much to pick from. You can have them. Just, you know, give me just give me some third, fourth round picks, and, and I'm sure I'll get some second round O-linemen out of that because okay. there's – there's not much on this draft to be, you know, I'm waiting for. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get Rick's brother to pick for the Giants. So we may have to put you on the Jets. So we'll see how it goes. Oh. We might have to have the guys double up. I don't know. We've got to we, we'll put something together going in the next few weeks. So. I'm, I'm trying to make it easy. I'm telling you, I'm not going to be picking until the third or fourth round. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to have somebody to trade with. Uh, what else we got here? Seems like everyone aside from CBS is on the move. Uh, don't count them out either. Look at everything's going to change in the next three years. I'll tell you right now, you will not be watching football the way you are today. Uh, viewership tends more towards the Manning. You know what? I love the Manning cast, to be honest with you. I don't know how much you've watched it uh, on ESPN2. I know they re up to do 10 games next year. It's much more enjoyable watch for me to watch a football game and watch those two guys commits than watching Two guys just talk nonstop in the booth, or three guys even. Yeah, I mean, I like it when they talk football. I'm not a big fan when they bring in people and and they don't talk football. It's like, you know, and and then you kind of get distracted by the conversation, um, and and watching the game. But it's it's not bad. I like it. You know? I, I forgot we got Billy Pulver for the Jets too. Ah, we'll work this whole thing out. We know we got Allen taking the Giants. Anybody Dave, taking the Titans? I'll do the Titans picks. Oh, well, there you go. If uh, Dave got yet, you're still, I'm sure you're still here. Uh, I'm hoping you'll come on and do the uh, Buffalo uh, picks for us. Oh, uh, Buffalo. Dave got yet. So, um, what else we got? Aaron Rodgers. What's what? <laughs> I don't know what's going on here with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, is he coming back? It looks like they're trying to keep so, brought in uh, his, 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 one of his early mentors to be the quarterback coach. Uh, so, the deal in, in Green Bay is that they're working on a couple of deals to make sure Devontae Adams gets franchised. Yep. Without without Devonte Adams, I'm um he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. So it's a it's a done deal for. They're just trying to figure out how much to sign Devonte Adams for to make sure they can sign Aaron Rodgers. The right. biggest problem is that Aaron Rodgers doesn't even know if he wants to stay. He can even retire. If he retires, it's an, it's no good for the Packers because they they don't get anything out of the deal. So. Yeah, it's going to be uh, – look, at, I still think Aaron Rodgers needs to start over. The Green Bay Packers need to start over. There's just too much toxicity, toxicity there. Yeah, but Green Bay's afraid that if they start over, they who are they going to have as a quarterback? Well, you know? 
They've got to go get somebody. Everybody has to do that at some point. Mm -hmm. I can speak from history. They have love, but they don't, as you can tell, they don't have much <laughs> confidence in who and what they have in the, you know, on the roster. So, well, I was going to ask you too about the, the, let's see what else we got here about Rogers. I know Rick's probably got nothing nice to say about him. He should sign with the USFL generals. <laughs> you know what? That would be very interesting if the new USFL were to go out and sign Aaron Rodgers or some big star. Um, I, I'm very interested. You know, this is a little side note. I don't want to take too much time up with it. Do you have interest in the USFL this spring? I just want to see uh, guys that didn't make it to the NFL or, you know, and see what they do, see if there's any hidden talent out there that was missed uh, on draft day and that was missed in practice squads because the amount of time that these guys get to play on the actual field is none, right? Because they got rid of spring, you know, they got they got rid of the games, the pregame um yeah. preseason games right so you know every once in a while you'll see guys come out and, and ex excel right um for instance when when the europe league was going on you saw a lot of running backs quarterbacks get a lot of exposure kurt warner, um, kurt warner so, was uh, an mvp over there i think if i'm not mistaken who kurt, kurt warner yep kurt warner and then um the running back from uh what's his name who played for san francisco uh phillips is that right uh, it's not striking my memory, but doesn't the, mean the one who uh, who was um who ended up going to jail. Oh, uh, the Rams, um, the guy from Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, can't think. Phillips, of his... right? Isn't it Phillips? It is Phillips. I can't think of his first name now, but yeah. So uh, he he was uh he he rushed for what over eighteen hundred yards over there, and um and some of those guys ended up making it to the NFL. So you know, it's you go you will see talent potential talent not all over the field but when you see it you know you want to see those guys maybe get a chance in the nfl right you know when you talk about we talk about the usfl in the first incarnation and again you hide your age very well carlos so i don't know how much you remember the first incarnation of the usfl what are you talking about herschel walker man i'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding you jim kelly jim kelly not go to young sorry never go to buffalo he became a big star in the usfl reggie white went to the usfl names played in usfl and that league would have made it if Donald Trump didn't come in and uh, want to move a lot of a lot of things could have happened and and would have happened, but what happened happened and you know water under the bridge, man. Because they need to stay in the spring. This league, if they want to be successful, they got to stay in the spring. They but you have to understand too that time frame. Also, the NFL was looking at uh, they almost fell apart. You know, with the Lawrence Phillips. There's our name right. Lawrence there. Phillips. Yep, that's right. Um. So I do have some interest in this. I want to see how it goes. And, you know, I didn't have any interest in the XFL. I didn't, you know, the AF. Or you hate me? <laughs> XFL is just unwise. Um, but I, I'd like to see this uh, maybe. Look, I, I'm not going to lie. When the off season's off, I, I missed Europe League football. I missed the World League football. Like, you know, XFL, it was good just to watch football at least just, once a week. You yeah, didn't have I to do my thoughts on XFL football partnership. Uh, <laughs> no, Look, I'm, no, I've been telling you guys, and I'm, I've mentioned this like uh, on a lot of talk shows, and even with, uh, with Robert at Sports Club. I said the NFL will eventually begin to make to create a similar program like the English Premier League, where every team is going to have a minor league team or a, a Division Two team, and eventually they might move up up and down teams. Eventually, now, this ain't going to happen tomorrow, yeah. but 
It's going to happen if they if, if they keep, you know, getting all these teams together. And it's not a bad idea. Understand that, you know, this is a business and they have to be able to support each other. Wow. And and when you ha- and we have a team that's not in a, a in a major city, but the community supports it. Man, you can you know, you can make some money, you know, about this up a lot. And since I started my shows, I think, and we started talked about things, you mentioned this type of uh and, and I know more about it now that I watched Ted Lasso, so I know much more about <laughs> this. And you know what? I have this big problem with tanking. This would solve tanking problems because nobody's wanting to get dropped from the Premier League, right? So, right. Um, so it's, it's an interesting concept. I don't know if it'll work here, but we'll see. Hey, and- Keith, look, I don't know if you – a lot of people are not watching soccer, and I understand it's not everybody's game. But the MLS has done that. Um, they, they have – the USL, the you know, and and they have a minor league program that's working. A lot of these uh, up and coming cities are getting teams. Um, that's how they got Orlando on there. That's how uh, Charlotte's gonna get a team. Austin, Texas has like these these cities are up and coming cities that have huge communities that support soccer, and they're gonna have an opportunity to one day be in, in the major league soccer. And it's good for for them, and it's good for everybody who enjoys the sport because you're gonna get. You're not going to get too much parity, and you're going to get more competition, you know? Yeah. Before I move on from football, Anthony did have a question that I missed about if we were the GM in Green Bay, who would you trade for? Who would you want to trade for if Rodgers was to leave? Whoa. You know, That's I don't a good know. question. There's, I don't think there's, like, a good fit of a QB for actually being in Green Bay. Yeah. I'd say the best fit and not because I'm a Russell Wilson fan, is Russell Wilson because he's played in Wisconsin. Like, he knows the weather. Um, other than that, mm, I'm, I'm not sure guys will enjoy playing in that in the tundra, in the frozen tundra, to be honest I, with you. I don't think there's any names that are really going to fit there unless you're yeah, – and that, they don't want to totally rebuild, right? They're still built to win now. So I think a Russell Wilson probably would make sense, as much as I hate to agree with you on Russell Wilson. I mean, so, you just got to pick somebody who's going to – who's going to win you the playoff game at home, right? Like somebody who can bear the weather. <laughs> so it's like. Uh, Alan's got a couple of thoughts on this. Anthony, uh, this is a sleeper pick, but Gardner Minshew, Ooh. you know, Gardner Minshew, I don't know. You know, I, I, I just don't think this is a guy that can carry your team over 16, 17, 18 games, wherever we end up. He plays well in spurts and he's a great guy That's, off the bench. But you I just know. mentioned the thing spurts, like yeah. you, you need more consistency. And you know what? That's not really a bad name if you think about it because you have to look at the teams that he was on. Um, if if you have a team like Green Bay and they're not like the Eagles and they're not like Jacksonville, Minshew is a perfect – could be a perfect fit because, again, you don't have to be a great quarterback or the best quarterback. You just have to be able to win the games and play at your best when it counts. Well, there's times he doesn't play within himself, though. He gets low. You know, yeah, but, you know, like a ta- the talent around you has a lot to do with that as well. Sure. Sure. Um, and he's certainly a, uh, a capable NFL quarterback. For yeah, sure. for sure. He's a good ba- I mean, he's a good backup. Uh, Rick says, I'm sorry, it looks like we're going the other way. Look at baseball. I'm not sure what he's referring to, but we're going to look at baseball right now. I can tell you because we're going to pivot. And let's take a look at where we are with Major League Baseball. I'm getting more and more. Uh, uh, they I- have until Monday and the, 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 the GMs are going to cancel games. That's the report. That would be a disaster if they. They're not talking about postponing games. Right? No, no, cancel. They're yeah. not going to make them up. No seven inning games. Just and, and not have those games. A nonsensical. You know, these two guys, billionaires and millionaires, are arguing over 
there's more than enough money to go around. And it's, I cannot believe they cannot get a deal done here and haven't. I said, everybody said, no, don't worry. They've got months. It's a, December 2nd. I said on December 2nd, they won't even get serious until they got a gun to their head. And now there's a gun to their head because if games start to get canceled, fans are going to get antsy. I can tell you right now. Listen, um, this is bad news, Bears. This is as bad as it can get right now. Minor leagues for baseball, yeah. I get it. Rick, Rick was talking about minor leagues for the NFL and how baseball's contracting. But yeah. I mean, you have to set it up where every where it's a win for everybody, and I don't think that that's possible, right? Because the rich get richer, and if you're a billionaire, you're going to stay a billionaire, and if you're a millionaire, you will stay a millionaire. You might not become a billionaire, right? Um, so, you know, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's not about what we want. It's business and business isn't that good for MLB right now. If you're looking at stats, you're looking at, you know, all the information, even the the players and, you know, the union wanting more money for players that really aren't, you know, compared to what we've seen in the past, some of these players are mediocre. They're not really all-star you know, they're all-stars because right now, if you compare them to the players in their time, yeah, they're all-star level. But if you can pl- compare them to, you know, players in the past, you know, you don't see good hitters like Tony Gwynn or Sheffield, you know. You oh, see- the way they're taught now is just hit home runs and, you know. I mean, look, you still got to hit – you still got to go out there and hit the ball, right? And when when these guys face the fastest fastball, they hit it, right? And um, when these guys were faced with, you know, trying to – win games they, they played it out right even t- 20 20 Gwynn wasn't the healthiest person but he'll make it a second and third running really hard you know trying so like you know baseball right now is in a is in a, a tough situation i mean and they're trying to exp- it looks like they're trying to expand as well so you know the the issue, and they're they're silly to expand further, especially now in the environment. Well, they're going to get a new stadium in Oakland, so Oakland's not going anywhere. They just signed that contract, but uh, Nashville and Portland and a couple of te- a couple of cities want teams, and they're ready for teams. I mean, they're they're set up for teams. So baseball's going to you know, if baseball doesn't fix this, it isn't going to matter about stadiums because fans are going to stay away in droves if this continues long into the regular season. I can tell you. And, one, one, one thing that always bothers me, too, about these uh, – and, again, it's been 20 years since we've had a labor issue in baseball. So, mm-hmm. uh, But Rob Manfred has found a way to screw that up as well. Um, well but I think- it's the last minute to do this. And it's always the veteran – here's my problem with the, from the player's side. It's always the veteran players who got nothing to lose, nothing, right. not their money. They're playing with the, they're playing with the lives and the careers of these guys and the minors or, or young kids even in the majors who aren't going to get paid aren't don't have the money put in the bank that these guys have got and they're the guys making the decisions about whether they're going to play or not play and that's always a problem I've had with every work stoppage back to, to 1972. It's political. It's political and it and, and it is what it is. It's a union, right? It's never the young guys that are fighting for for you know for what's available and what's going to be available in the future. It's the older guys because the older guys are fested, right? They want more money on the back end, right? They want to make sure if their retirement check comes in, it's not, it's not that, you know, small little check. It's a, it's a nice, good check and they can live off of it at the end. Right. So that's why they're, that's why they're involved because they're vested, but the younger guys, they just want to get, pick up a bat, pick up the ball and and go play on a field. They, I mean, eventually they're going to be where, 
where the other guys are who are fighting. But, um, you know, right now the issue is these younger guys ain't getting paid. <laughs> so oh, pay them. You know? Get paid, right? They want to get paid faster, and they've right. started to get back a little bit of t- uh, 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 on the service time before they're right. up arbitration. And it's, but it's the, enough isn't going to be enough for them. They want it now. They want it, everything now, and that's part of the uh, the world we live in. We don't get right. to work towards things. We we have to have it all right now. Plus, I don't want to let this pass. And quick good morning to my dad, by the way. Good morning, Bobbing. Good morning. And uh, part of the, you know, a lot of this is about money. And so is this last part that I want to talk about. But part of the thing they're still arguing about is this 14 expansion of 14 teams in the playoffs, which I think is ridiculous. It's going to end up with a team having a bye in the first round. And what Major League Baseball team is is built to sit around for a week waiting for a series to end? Well, listen, they already have a lot of games on the table. There's already a lot of injuries. Playoff teams. I, I can see this maybe in the next five to ten years, baseball going to two seasons, a, a, a spring season and a summer and a summer fall season. It's you know because you, it's easier that way, right? I mean, if you think about it, you pay play fifty games, get a as, championship, as play another fifty game, and you you still get your hundred games in, but you make more money because you're going to get two different champions. But again, and again, <laughs> my old fogeyism uh, rearing its ugly head. This that's not how baseball has been played for years. It, it, listen, things change, man. Think, the America. football's changed, right? Football's not the same that it used to be in the eighties or even in the seventies. You got to watch every interview Goose Gossage ever does because he's right about everything he thinks about baseball because he kind of agrees with me. But um, or I, I mean, agree. look, they're talking about getting rid of the shift just to give guys a better opportunity to hit the ball. Again, don't change rules. Teach guys how to play baseball, it's, right? It's Why just the, it's just the fact of the matter that you had that extra player in the outfield, man. Like you're not going to Carlos, but don't diametrically change the game. Teach guys, hey, there's nobody standing over there. Hit the ball. Tony Gwynn would hit 500 if they shifted against him. I don't know about that, but he'll try to hit 500. That's for sure because that's what? his mentality, right? Um, but they wouldn't but, shift against Tony Gwynn either. You don't just get rid of it. It's not about getting rid of it. It's about the opportunities that you get, you create with not having that extra player on on the outfield. That's all it is. I am so tired of them putting in new. And I'm not. I don't either for it or against it. I'm just like, listen, just get on the field and play, and then figure it out. Yeah, I'm all for that. Unless you know you're gonna. And again, everything I hear is we're getting away from the runner on second base to start extra innings. We're not gonna have seven inning double headers. Thank you. Thank you. Let's not screw it up. And let's not, let's not also listen. If COVID didn't happen, you know, are we having this, are we having this discussion? Like COVID changed a lot of owners' minds saying, oh my gosh, anything can happen in any moment, a war, another pandemic, and we're not going to make any money. And this is what the issue is. Can baseball survive two years without playing games, Anthony? I don't know if they can survive six months without playing games. They're going to be in a lot of trouble if they miss a significant portion of this. Look, look they're already in a lot of trouble because they have some of these cities that they have gone out of because of their minor league teams have been contracted. Yeah. And 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 they're not getting the support that they need um, from from these minor league players that they ha- they used to have, right? Because they they were everywhere and they were easily you know coming in. These teams are these teams are having a lot of injuries nowadays, so they need to have players to be able to come in at a decent level and and replace them. And it's, that's not happening either, you know. 
Well, you know who will be the big winners? If they do miss a significant amount of games, the minor leagues will be the big winners because they will be playing games, and people will find out that there's good baseball being played at that. Well, you get the independent. You'll get the independently. The well, all the minor league, the minor leagues will continue as. Yeah, but the minor leagues are also owned by baseball by MLB. But they're not locked out. They're not major league. They're not anybody who's not on a major league roster on a forty man roster is eligible to play in the minor leagues. Here's a here's the issue. Camp right now. Yeah, but the problem is the union is is not going to allow it because they're owned by. They're not going to go. It's like, hey, listen. Just because the minors is open, they're going to be like, you're not allowed to play with an entity that's owned by the Major League Baseball because that's that's their fight, right? They're not. Th- those guys aren't part of the union until they get to the Major League and get on the 40-man roster. They're not even part of okay, the union. Okay, so you're, you're talking about the guys who aren't in the, who are in the minors and in, in between. You're not talking about the Major League players I'm, who I'm have contracts and play for teams. I'm talking about anybody on a 40-man roster on a Major League team. So No, that's not, that's not how it works. If Falope isn't on the Major League roster for the Yankees, which I don't think he is because he doesn't need to be, he can right. play minor league baseball right oh, Yeah, now. he can, but not yeah. like uh, someone like um, Judge can't. No, no, that's what I'm saying. They're not on the Major League. But those are the guys <laughs> – those guys on your and uh, the roster, you know, uh, on the starting lineups, those are the guys you want playing because those are the guys that you want when they when the any everything gets settled. They yeah, need to compete. Yeah, this is probably good for the Yankees situation. Uh, and they're not spending any money, and they're not looking to spend money, so this is good right now. <laughs> it's good because you may see the kids get a chance at shortstop and and full up. And I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but I can't wait to see him. Uh, uh, still got to get rid. Of, you still got to get rid of your catcher and and well, get a good second baseman. Yeah, we'll dump. We'll jump into that in another uh, a show because there's a lot to talk about with the Yankees for sure. Um, so that's else? a mess. MLB is in a mess right now, and they need to get that fixed quick. Let's get it fixed. And they, well, they, they said that Scherzer and Kershaw were going to lose about a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars a game. That's ridiculous. Yeah. People yeah. don't even make that in five years. <laughs> yeah, and guess what? He's made so much money; it isn't that big a deal to him either. You know, it's yeah. a bigger deal. It's a bigger deal to the guy who's only making the minimum and was up for six months last year. Now he's screwed because he's not going to get paid. He's got to pay his bills. What's the national average right now in, in wages? Is about what nineteen, maybe nineteen thousand dollars, maybe. Oh, it's got to be more than that. Isn't it? No, no, man. I'm talking about national. I'm not talking about where you live. I'm talking about national. Is that right? Let's find out real quick. And you talk, and, and here's a guy complaining about losing a hundred seventy-eight thousand, and another guy complaining about losing two hundred and fifteen thousand a day. Sixty-seven thousand is the average income in twenty twenty. Sixty-seven thousand. That's not right. And nationally, that's household income. Sorry, <laughs> household income. That's all I can find. Is well, we'll take it your word for now. Regardless, I mean, these guys are nuts. And, you know, uh, Alan makes a great point here. They don't care, Alan, about the fans. It's very obvious that Major right. League Baseball doesn't care about the fans. The players don't care about the fans. They care about taking care of themselves. That's it. You're going to pay the price. because, And you can say, Dave says, boycott the games. Is this the one? Uh, this, this isn't where He's got one here about boycotting games. And that's all well and good. But TV would also pays the, the, the freight, right? And Unless TV t- pulls their money, then you they're know, not going to pull. Some of that money is guaranteed already, so ticket prices will rise. But you'll pay. You know what? It won't be just ticket prices. It'll be cable prices. It'll be streaming prices. All that will go up if the cost of Major League Baseball goes up. So we all pay, just like everything else. It's all about money, 
and that's what we talked about. Yeah, that's why if you want to keep the if you want to keep the cost down, you have to have multiple seasons. It's it just makes more sense, right? Wouldn't you want to go to a ballpark and pay 10 bucks, 15 bucks for a seat instead of paying 30, 40, 50 bucks? And you see the same competition. This is a good question for you, Carlos, because I know you have uh, tickets with the Mets. If games are canceled during a regular season, will you guys still attend a game? You know, yeah, and I also get money back. <laughs> well, you will, you will get your money back, right? Well, for me, the more these things happen, the less I am to go empty my pocket out to go to games. It, you know, live. I just it's happened with the NFL. It's happened with, I mean, with with baseball. It's not that I can't afford to go. It's that you know I got better things I want to do with that money than blow a thousand dollars to go to a game. Listen, um, the Mets were in a bad slide um, after 15. My wife got some season tickets on a good deal. We were riding on that for, for a few years, and then COVID happened. So my, my price kind of stayed the same. And look, you can get good deals on tickets. It's just entertainment. At the end of the day, it's entertainment. We want to boycott something. I mean, hey, eat boycott. Boycott what you see on TV. Most of the stuff isn't true on the news. There's always half truths, and and you got to figure out what really is happening and what reality is. Oh, you got to watch more than one channel when you get. Yeah. To so you know, boycott. What are you going to boycott? You you got to find entertainment somewhere. If you like sports, it's going to be, you know, heck. During the pandemic, we were a lot of us were caught watching, you know, Korean baseball and. We were watching like golf all every morning when I got up to go. Yeah, like you know, you know, I I was watching um cricket and rugby. Like you know, listen, you got to find your entertainment somewhere. You want to boycott something? Fine. If it fits in you and you want to do it, it doesn't mean that everybody else is going to do it. You know. So let me put put the the question to you in a different way. If baseball were to strike and lock out, we didn't have a season this year. Would it affect your fandom? Would you be going to games after that? I mean, I'm, and I'll get my money back and I'll buy tickets next year. It's it's just I'm, it's I'm a way for me to to not to do something different. The same thing when the movie theater is open. I went to a movie theater, like you know, like we gotta find. I live in New York City. I gotta find something to. to was escape. They, were, they were shut down during a pandemic, right? This isn't uh, millionaires taking the game away from you to be able to watch. To me. I'm going to have a hard time going back if there's a significant uh, loss of time in this season. You, you know that with the movie theater industry, the movie industry, they're like closing down theaters and and are not you know and and have less people working and have less like less options. So, I mean, I want to boycott that because I think movie movie theaters are part of the community. But I mean, I, I'm going to watch go see a movie. Like you Gordon know, brings up a very good point here, and we forget about this, right? We talk about the fans, but. The people that really get hurt are the vendors and the, the yeah, park, yeah. Parking, you know, all, all these restaurants and bars that surround the park. hotels. Yeah, everybody. There's so everybody. much trickle down effect that people don't think about, including, and most importantly, the owners and players. And which I mentioned before, like these owners know this because they went. They're going through this COVID, and they see how much money they're losing. Right. So. Um, you know, they, they're not going to they're not easily going to bend over either. You know, likely what Anthony's price is asking about here. If if sponsors start to drop away, major sponsors and TV uh, networks start to say, you know, we're not paying you for half a season as much as we are for a full season or when we're going to renegotiate our contract. That's when things will change. Take that money away and you'll see these guys. start. Yeah, to but you know what? Again, 
Alan wants to boycott Dan Snyder. <laughs> they, they might they might just go you say that the minor league's not affected. They might just go into minor leagues and start pumping money in there just to have something and make money from. So that's why it's not a, really a lost cause. Mel Mel, Mel Rojas, there's a, a uh it can't be the Mel Rojas I'm thinking of, Rick. Mel, I think he played a while ago. So maybe it's his son played for the Amsterdam Mohawks he's referring to and played overseas during the COVID shutdown. So yeah, a lot of guys try yeah. to like some places were available to play, but uh, like Puerto Rican League didn't play, and um, they the, played for South America, did they? Or uh, uh, the Caribbean? Did they? Uh, Dominican? Did, did they play? Yeah, and they played in Curacao. The league they played did. there, um, but there's a couple places that didn't play because COVID was rampant over there too. All right. Well, you know what? Unfortunately, I think we're going to have some more weeks to talk about this topic. So right now, we'll move on. Let's talk a little bit about the NCAA. All right. Let's start with the Juwan Howard situation. <laughs> you you want to start with the slap in the face right off the bat? You know, I'm of two minds here, right? And I got I think Rick disagrees with me. I talked about it the other night, obviously. What Juwan Howard did was absolutely wrong. He incited, you know, both teams into this, but you can't I can't say Greg Gard is not also responsible because yeah. Juwan Howard said to him twice, get your hands off me. And he didn't do it. And you know, which is I, which is why I don't think it's going to go to a, even be filed in a police case. To be honest with you, because it was it was two people acting a fool, man. I watch it a hundred times, and he doesn't have a fist in his hand, so he pulls his hand back. So you know, right. you watch it. There's a bunch of different angles you can watch. Now I saw even a new one today. His hand was wide open when he reached over and and slapped one of the assistant coaches in the in the face, basically. Yeah. Look, it can't do it. I'm not going to excuse him for doing it. No, of course. Greg Gard's actions in that. Well, handshake line instigated what happened in my mind. It's not the play on the court. That's you look at Juwan Howard's mad about a timeout with 15 seconds left. Who cares there about was, there was five seconds left, and then he called a timeout and got it reset to to 15 or 10 seconds or something like that. That's that's fine too. And, and who cares? He Juwan Howard's still pressing, trying to win the game. So yeah, <laughs> he'll be coaching. Look, this two yeah, wrongs don't make a right. The, the bad like thing is they hard. both. Both coaches should be embarrassed for acting like exactly. you know, little kids in front of you know growing men, and they're giving these guys a bad a bad um lesson exactly. here on, on how to how to control themselves and how to be patient. And for all, all what for what it's worth, listen, you don't need a handshake line. It's it's just something that's been traditional. Times change. If you if you want to just be real, listen, get rid of it. Take hands in the beginning of the game. Say good game. Let's go. Good luck. And that's it. You you've done it. And then after the game, you you bow down. You go home. I'm okay with a handshake. Line. And, and but the adults need to act like adults. That's all. Of course. All yeah. Always yeah. Hundred percent. That's why he got. That's why there's. That's why there was consequences. And he's not coaching into the playoffs. Yeah. And I, I don't. I, I hate finding myself in a position to, to defend Juwan Howard just because he instigated. Well, he didn't instigate it. He made. He didn't instigate it. He wanted to walk by and just – that's it. I'm done, right? He's not happy. He did say, I won't forget this, <laughs> right? right? But Greg Gard could have just ignored him and walked by him. And we now, wouldn't have any of this. Right. No, again, this is why he's only suspended and not kicked out for the rest of the year. Right. Because he was, from his part, and they, I'm sure they viewed it a 100,000 times, and they had to give some information back to the NCAA because the NCAA was like, you guys figure it out. <laughs> You, 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 your schools can figure it out. We'll, 
we'll let you guys handle that. Yeah, um, and it's you know, a- but again, Juwan Howard, this is strike two, right? He he needs to calm down. He needs yeah. to find, you know, he needs to go and hang out with Aaron Rodgers and find a place to, you know, find his cheek because this is not this is not good. Well, maybe doesn't look good for Michigan, and um, you know, I'm sure he's a good coach and a good person, but this doesn't make him look like it, right? No, it's all bad, about image at the end of the day, you know. It's a bad look for Michigan. It's a bad look for Wisconsin. It's a bad look for NCAA basketball as a yeah. whole because there's a lot of this that happens. And maybe maybe you're right about the handshake thing. I don't know. I just don't think. Hey, Patrick Ewan, a lot of people from different uh, from from diff- from the different divisions or uh, different leagues are like, hey, you know, we can do away with it. We don't have to, we don't need it. It's you know. Well, he's never went in a game, so he doesn't want to walk <laughs> line. walk out with some pride and handshake. Bad, you know, and not a great time, obviously. Michigan's fighting for their, their tournament lives here, NCAA tournament lives these last five games. They need to win. They're on the bubble, probably around the bubble, and they need to win some games and win a few games. He'll be, he'll be back for the uh, Big Ten Conference tournament. Yeah, but they beat Rutgers. So. They did beat Rutgers, which is a big win. Rutgers have been right. playing very well. And Phil Martelli's no uh, slouch as a coach. He's a, I said this the other night. He's a tremendous slouch. Not just kidding. It's an old uh, Caddyshack joke. Yeah, um, but Phil Martelli's coach for a long time in, uh, in yeah. Cal, and he can handle this for five games, I think. So, um, uh, he, might, he might take it over. Who knows? Maybe Juwan Howard steps out of the light. Who knows? It's possible. I don't see Phil Martelli getting that job full time if Juwan Howard were to lose. His no, job. no, no, not not full time, just for the rest of the tournament. If oh, they make the tournament, you don't know what's going to happen in the next week, right? Or a couple of weeks. Um, maybe Michigan pays Juwan Howard to not come back. It's happened before. Right. Yeah. It's not a good look. And, and hopefully they get past this, you know. And Michigan was starting to play. They had, they had a horrible start to the season. And they were, they were playing yeah. their way out of it and into contention for the tournament. So we'll see what happens. On that note, as we still got some time to chat about this for sure, I want to talk about who you see. This should say uh, contenders, pretenders, and sleepers, by the way, not repeating contenders. Um, <laughs> Who do you see? I mean, the contenders to me are pretty simple. The, the the no-brainers, Gonzaga's, the Auburn's, Duke, and Kansas. Those guys are easy for me. Providence. Well, I put them kind of in. I don't put them in, you know, as a as a lock, but I've got them in my sleeper category. They're sleeper, yeah. And I'll give you a sleeper that I like a lot, and I talked about them a lot, and I actually put a future bet on them, uh, hundred to win eight grand. Ooh. Arkansas. Arkansas. That's my team from last year. Arkansas, you know, I said this. So they'll go out in the first round now. <laughs> Eric Musselman's doing a great job. That team is another team that started slowly. They lost like three starters from last year, but they have been playing some great basketball in a very good league right oh, now. SEC is tough this year for, for, for basketball, tougher than football for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you, they got Tennessee, right? Kentucky's coming back from their slide. They have Arkansas. They have Auburn. Those four teams are going to have it out, man. It's going to be, you know, Civil War type. Yeah. That conference game is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. So, so you guys be ready to watch some good basketball. Turn, tune in to some SEC, man, for sure. So the, the big, to me, the best three conferences in, in the in the league, in the country right now, and I was on the Big 12 early on, and I told – that one I think left the other night when I started ripping on them. The more <laughs> I got into the Big 12, there's just not much there past the first couple of teams. Right, and people are still talking about Oklahoma. On the, Joe Lenardi's got Oklahoma in the tournament right now. They're fourteen and fourteen. No, gosh, the Big Ten, the SEC, and the Big East. Surprisingly enough, I think are the three strongest conferences in the, in the country. Who do you see out of the Big East, though? Like, 
I could see them getting seven, six or seven teams in right now, depending on what happens in the tournament. And name the top three. Last night, Sir Jabs was playing themselves on the bubble. They got beat last night, but name 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 three, top three. The top three: Villanova, Providence, and uh, and uh, what's my other? Uh, hold on, I'm losing. I my see stuff. Villanova and Providence. I see that. Let me get my uh, conference thing up here. Big East, Big East, Big East. I give you everybody. I think will get in. <laughs> Villanova. Oh, Connecticut. Connecticut's in. In my mind, they're in now. Mm. Probably going to make it. Marquette's right there. Uh, Mar- this the thing with Marquette is they they're not consistent, man. Well, I know they play. They had a great stretch in the middle of the season, bad start, and they're kind of in a down stretch right now. We'll see. Again, tournament's going to mean a lot. You win yeah, a it's basketball too. It's you, you can't go out in the first round of the tournament, but I could see definitely Providence, Villanova, and and Connecticut are no brainers. That's three. Crichton's in four. Cry- yeah. Look, Crichton's a sleeper. Yeah. How about that? How about Crichton as a sleeper? Maybe they're getting they're starting to play better ball at the right time, um, and that's what matters a lot, right? Right. But if St. John's does some damage in the tournament, they could still help. They, they every time they get themselves near the bubble, they lose a bad game like they lost last night, and makes it hard. So it's hey, listen, I'm in Queens, man. I hear about it. <laughs> I'll bet you do. I'll bet you do. I mean, you know, I haven't caught a St. John's game in a minute, so I'm thinking about maybe go go catch one. How about do. how about pretenders? How about guys we just you know they're they're up there in the rankings and they get talked about a lot, but I just don't think they're going to do. It. I think myself. Let me look at the the rankings right now because I think Duke is one of those teams. Oh, jeez. Uh, Mike Shashevsky's last season, but I think they're a pretender. UCLA, who played great basketball early in the year, they're just on a tr- a horrible run, and I think they're a pretender. Um, yeah, you know, and. And and I think Baylor's a pretender because of injuries more than anything else. But I don't think they're a real legitimate contender right now to win this whole thing. So there, I'll give you three right there or four. Mm, yeah, those are good ones. What what is going on over there in ACC land? What, what's happening, man? You know, it's funny. I've been bashing them all year long, and rightfully so. Lately, the league has gotten better. Syracuse, who was awful, is all of a sudden nine and seven in the league, and I think seventeen and ten, maybe overall, something like fifteen and twelve, maybe. Um, but Hubert Davis is having a tough time at UNC, and UNC's probably in the tournament. He's like with Duke is on and you know up and down, up and down. North North Carolina doesn't have a signature win all year long. I mean, they're probably gonna make the tournament just because their record is good, but they haven't had a signature win all year. They got blown out at home. Shashevsky's last game at uh, the Dean Dome, they beat them by like 22 points or something. Crazy. It's crazy what's going on right now. So, that, you know, this uh, this tournament is going to be good because the parity, you know, it's the, the small schools are going to have a great opportunity to beat some of these big schools because they're not playing that well at all. See, we got a bunch of comments here. Let's, uh, yeah. UCLA did UCLA lose. Lost, you know? That's what I was referring to. Watch Duke and they have, they do have flaws. They do have a lot of flaws. He does, Rick. That's the problem there. So it's really hard to judge even the teams with good records in the ACC how good they really are. Auburn's definitely a contender. I'll give you Texas Tech. Texas Tech is a good sleeper. That's a good sleeper right there, yeah. You know, they, it's going to be hard to call them a sleeper if they keep playing the way they're playing. They're moving their way up towards a two two seed and maybe higher than that. Actually, Allen the other night thinks he can get to a one. I don't know about that. but What? Um, that's pushing it. Yeah, I would say that's pushing it too. 
Um, <laughs> he had to drive in the ice and didn't pay attention that much. Oh, I think that was the other night when I was, uh, I was, I, Alan, you should have stuck around because I was really bashing your Big 12. Next week, we'll do it again. Rick's got UConn, I think, as uh, a contender. I, th- I think Houston Parker. has more of an opportunity to climb into the top five than, than Texas Tech. Yeah, I think Rick's calling them a contender because his next one is about uh, even Auburn could get knocked off early. I agree. You know, everybody, Gonzaga's not the team they were last year. They're playing great basketball, yes. No, not at all. But, you know, they and they played really good competition early in the year like they always do. They go out and play everybody. Uh, but they're not the team they were last year. So I don't think there's one team. And you're right. I think all the ones, all the twos could go out in the first weekend, you know, the first couple games. Um, I mean, Purdue, they've won a lot of close games. They're having trouble with, you know, um, interestingly enough, Purdue's been known for decades for their defense, and their defense is what's holding them back right now. They're not <laughs> defense. Yeah. Oh, they could be a pretender here. It's going to be, it's going to be very interesting. What do we got here, Alan? Uh, oh, he's explained to me why he couldn't uh, multitask the other night. <laughs> it's good to know, Alan. I'll see if we can get you another car. Well, it'll start a GoFundMe for you. What else you got? Oh, look, look at that. Murray State. OVC's in the top 20. <laughs> Who? Murray State. Murray State. And I, I paid. I like to watch them in majors. And I did a, um, part of the show I did two weeks ago. I talked about the the top ten mid majors in the country. Murray State by far is number one. I mean that team's they haven't lost in the league. I think they got, I think they got two losses all year long, and I think they're in the top. Uh, they're moving towards the top fifteen. They're nineteen now in the coaches' poll with a bullet. They won't fly it. So there's another – again, they're not going to win the NCAA tournament. It That's, just goes to show, like, it's you know, John Morant did have some people around him, you know? <laughs> you know what? How bad – and you know what? Decent segue. Let's get off of this because now I want to talk about the fact that Jay Morant could be a New York Nick right now. Uh, listen, I'm I, 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 I'm a supporter of the OVC because that's school I went to, Austin Peay State University um, in Tennessee, Clarksville. Um Listen, they have great competition. They have great players from all over the United States, all, all over the world. They have a lot of international players that come play in the mid-majors yeah. in, school like, in schools in OBC. Um, John Morant is a miss for the Knicks, for sure. And it's hurting them that, that the Knicks can't – but the Knicks can't draft well, man. They yeah. don't draft well at all. They haven't been drafting well even when after Patrick Jones was on the team, right? Um yeah, so I left us very little time to talk about the Knicks and Nets again, which again we'll we'll keep pushing them forward. We'll talk a little bit about right now. I mean, look at the Knicks. I don't think the Knicks and Nets. Neither one of them may make the playoffs. I mean, neither one of them has got a uh, a good rudder uh, right now. And I know you're going to blame Thibodeau for the Knicks, but to me, Leon Rose is still the major problem here. And he brought and put this team together. And you can't ask Thibodeau to coach a team that is not well put together and well constructed. I, you just can't do it. I, I just feel like Thibodeau has a great experience. He's a good coach. And maybe he should co- coach St. John's, you know, or or a team here in New Syracuse, right? You know, like use your skills – to where they will work best because the NBA players, they, they, they don't want to, they're not going to listen to you, man. Look, I've been telling people doc rivers is, 
is in Philadelphia, and a lot of a lot of times you see him talking, and it's like the players aren't even listening to him. Yeah. Why have that caliber type of coach, and the players don't they're not reactive, you know? So, do, you know, because we're we're going to be a little short of time. Do we see either one of these teams having any chance of making the playoffs, even the play-in portion of the playoffs this year? Uh, uh, the Nets are closer to the playoffs than the Knicks for sure because of the team that they have. Uh, they'll get Durant's coming back, or is he back yet? Has he started? Did he start the other night? He, I think he did. Yes. Yeah. But is Ben Simmons ever going to play? I mean, what's his deal? Hey, Harden comes back to play tonight for the 76ers. So Ben Simmons should be close as well, right? You know, are, are the Nets better off with with this triumvirate? Because to me, as far as as long as Kyrie Irving's there, the the problems are going to continue because he's just the guy's just out. Uh, I mean, they're they're better off. Harden's chasing the ring. He's not chasing a, a team to play on. He's chasing the ring, and when you chase the ring, you, you you're bound to to fall short because you can't get a ring by yourself at the end of the day, right? So, um, I think Hart is the one who chose wrong. He's in Philadelphia. They might have Embiid, but I don't think they're gonna. If they might win the first round, everyone could pass the second for sure. Yeah, let's see. Uh, the Thunder, full team full of rookies and young talent. He's a big Thunder fan. He's out in Oklahoma, Allen, if you haven't figured that out. Yeah, uh, oh. He's talking up the Thunder. He's right. They're, they're And they're tanking right now. They're playing all their kids. They're doing it the right way. He says, I'm not a big tanking fan, but however you got to do it, I guess. Yeah. And they didn't have their big three last night. I'm not sure who we're talking about. Maybe the Nets, I guess. Um, I don't know. I just both – I think these teams both have fatal flaws that need to be fixed and – and the Nets and the Knicks need to blow things up. And as much as I was a big Julius Randle fan last year, I think he needs to go. Yo, look at Monty. How's Monty doing out there in Phoenix? He should have gotten Monty Williams, but he's got a better team and a better management team working with hey, him. Listen, all I'm saying is that he was runner up, and and Tibbs beat him, and they should be at the same position now that they're both doing what they're supposed to do. Not if you have a guy putting guys – I mean, getting Boston Celtic guys that uh, Brad Stevens, as soon as he got to be the GM, got rid of in Kemba Walker and and uh, uh, AA and these guys. You know, you brought in all these guys. Did anybody watch any tape on these guys at all before they brought them in? Yeah, they were all – they're all uh, definitely have peaked. They're far from – and I can't blame Thibodeau for this. This is Leon Rose and 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 his 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 lackeys in the front office that went out and brought this, put this team together. Listen, and I know you're his agent. Try to find him a job at a good college. All right. Well, you know what? <laughs> it's time for Leon Rose to stop signing guys that he had a relationship with before as an that's, agent. Because hey, that's but not, that was what the Knicks brought him in, right? Because he has relationships, right? But yeah. Well, how about with the right guys? You know, let's get some players in here. Well, we'll talk more about that as we uh, as we go through the weeks because the Knicks and Nets, it's going to be very obvious the next. Right. We're having a tough time here with sports in New York, bro. What's going to happen? Yeah, it's not a good time to be a sports fan in New York for sure. All right, guys, I'm going to thank you for uh, stopping in today and Rick and Alan and Anthony and uh, and David and who else contributed here today. I, if I miss you, I, for, I apologize. Carlos, thank you for your inputs back Great to be back in the saddle. We got lots to talk about here, and and uh, we'll see you next week with more. We'll get to the, more in depth with the Knicks and Nets here soon. I promise you guys. But all right, guys, have a good one. Have a great day. Happy week. Bye.